All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got any one of these? Maybe that little bottle of How's everybody doing? Welcome back. Check, check. This is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with John and Sean. Special guest Nico, the cat. And Nico, my cat, hanging out as well. We just got out of seeing Queen and Slim. We did. Uh, I think we're going to touch on that a little bit today. We got a lot. Yeah. We're going to roll Let's kind of go over the game plan. I think we're going to talk about The Irishman, Scorsese, oh. Returns. And this is a Netflix movie. And Yeah. But I saw it in the theaters, actually. Uh, it was worth it. Netflix is stepping their game up. Dude, a couple hundred million dollars worth <laughs> yeah it's gonna get nominated for sure oh dude it was it was amazing parasite this may be my favorite movie of 2019 i think it's also gonna get nominated i think this is a, a I best think this picture is an undeniable movie yeah yeah on a critical level there's there's no way and then queen and slim which we just saw which i still have yet to wrap my head around but we'll get into i that. don't know that it'll be nominated <laughs> but yeah it was mostly good i liked parts of it there was the narrative bit. I, I, I'm har- I'm having trouble tracking, but we'll get into that. <laughs> so maybe we'll let's start with the Irishman. Yeah. Okay. You want to set this one up? The Irishman is about Ed Sheeran's grandpa Frank <laughs> Sheeran, who paints houses. Yeah. And he met Jimmy Hoffa, so and he was friends with him. So you tell me you paint houses. Yeah. So it's based off the novel. Uh, so you tell me you paint houses. Or I heard you paint houses. That's yeah. what it is. Something about painting houses. Uh. It's Scorsese's newest movie. It's his first time directing Al Pacino. So it's the three kings of uh, of Pacino gangster film. And and Scorsese manages to get Pesci to come out of retirement. Yeah. Which was so amazing. It's the, like the holy trinity of Pesci, <laughs> De Niro, and Pacino for the first time ever in the same movie. And Scorsese directed. It's yeah. So that's there's all that. But the movie kind of follows Frank Sheeran, who's like a personal bodyguard to Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. And Pacino plays Hoffa, and then Pesci uh, plays a boss. Right, like a, a mob boss. Uh, yeah, like a crime family. Who and De Niro starts working for through, like, driving a truck. And yeah, stuff. and kind of shadows a little bit. And he's almost like a son figure to Pesci's character. Yeah, it's almost like the reversal of, like, Goodfellas, where Pesci is, yeah. like, De Niro's it's so funny. Like, strong arm. Yeah, and, like, the guy who kind of brings him up. Mm-hmm. is the op- exact opposite. That is funny. But, yeah, I mean, just getting right into this one, like... I thought that it was it was perfect, you know. Like I and I, I feel like I so seldom kind of think that about a lot of like modern movies, and and um, we just happen to be talking about like a couple like five star movies tonight. But I feel like this one really delivered. Like, well, we're getting into award season, so all the all the strong movies are uh, busting out right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like the last quarter of this year really jumped off because otherwise it had been kind of unremarkable. Yeah, it had been kind of a dull year movie wise but man this was super strong so i think the hardest thing to critique this movie on is that it's a scorsese movie starring robert de niro right because you know the first hour or so i was with it and you know i'm i'm really liking it the the de-aging wasn't like too striking to me i right. noticed it i was fine you kind of settle it. into it right by by like three or four scenes in you're you're used to it and yeah. it's fine but i'm Whenever I think of Scorsese, I think of Goodfellas, I think of, like, Taxi Driver, even right. The Departed, which is, like, technically one of his newer movies. Right. 
and uh, in his uh, work catalog or whatever. Right. Uh, that's the to me that was like the thing that worked against the movie is that really? I kept like comparing it to, to other Goodfellas. Films. But after about an hour or so in, I was like with it more. See, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like I talked to my brother about this too. He saw it and he, he said, you know, it's not Goodfellas. And it's like, well, yeah, dude, but like it's not like that. Like they're all older. One. Right. The movie is a lot about like it's more, legacy. It's more of a mature movie than Goodfellas. It's a lot about some... like mortality. Right. It's a lot about like death. I mean, people are aging in the film like 40 years they're becoming old men you know right and it's following this progression of like how your mind changes and how you feel about your behavior or like what you're going to leave to the next your kids or whatever like right there's all that kind of um pushing the movie forward for me and i i but i get what you're saying like it's definitely not paced in the same way as some of his other movies it's a lot more deliberate well you can tell scorsese's older now he's 77 right now Right. And I actually just watched his Jimmy Kimmel interview, I think, yesterday. I'll have to uh, check that out. Is this new? Yeah, yeah. It was for The Irishman. Oh, nice. But he was talking about, like, directing Pacino for the first time, and, you know, he kind of touches on everything. <laughs> but you can tell he's just a more mature of a director now. So right. the movie isn't going to be, like, quick edits, um, like, focused in on the violence like Goodfellas is. It's pulled back a little and it's a little more subdued but it also gives the movie more room to breathe and it gives the actors like more time to like i think what it does well is that it gives the actions like more consequence you know it's like there is death there's actually lots of like hits in the movie and de niro's character is basically participating in all this you know so it's like you there is violence but it's it maybe is a little bit fewer and further between or not as like visceral or or not as like stylized right but it definitely between the between the violence is like where the strongest parts of the movie are and it's kind of that's what pulled the movie kind of forward for me is like the focus on the other stuff you know yeah for sure i would okay so what did you think about the acting uh joe pesci coming out of retirement de niro doing some of his best work and the past yeah what 15 years maybe yeah, easy uh al pacino showing al pacino like kind of stealing the show he didn't in some scenes job. like he was just going for it he was dialed a hundred percent in even ray romano turned well, out in it I, uh, i'll definitely Harvey preface Keitel. my kind of critiques of the movie with saying that i'm a huge martin scorsese fan like i've seen almost all of his movies I've, i'm trying to cross off that list before the end of the year i've like all but like five of the like he's done like 25 movies i think 25 26 like kind of narrative films are like you know uh not documentary included because he's right, done right. a lot of documentaries as well but like i've seen a good amount of his movies and i love his stuff but this i really feel like everyone delivered on such a level and i think de niro had been pitching this idea to scorsese for a long time they've been working on it for like nine years i think or like, back and forth on and it. and de niro is the guy who, who really got this movie made because he kept insisting he's like no like, like we can do this and and and, <laughs> and scorsese basically just kept saying no one's gonna pay for all this we need to like execute it these ways and then you know netflix kind of comes along and like right puts it the, all in motion the de-aging and all that cgi stuff is expensive so, so much has kind of gone into it but i feel like it did it was super rewarding and the acting is insane like uh de niro does his best acting and at least that long uh joe pesci i think kind of stole the movie from me maybe it's just because i it was good it was good him to on see screen. him back on screen but i feel like his performances were so channeled like from an older more mature standpoint and he right. was so like 
kind of confident in how like underplayed his performance was you know like it really came across that like he's a boss he's very measured like he doesn't have to be this like in casino he's stabbing guys in the necks with pins it's like right. it was and still good fellas he walks up behind sam jackson and shoots him in the head and... right it's like like he's like going you know in a right. different direction and this was still so effective though like it really showed his strength as an actor i think because it was the exact opposite of like kind of the characters we might know him best for yeah and i felt like it kind of played on that a little bit because you always ex- in these kind of movies you expect joe pesci to be like the the strong man or whatever right, right. like he's the one that's off the rails the he's, muscle and he's right he's just whacking everybody yeah. <laughs> and this one it doesn't he's more more pulled back but you can sense that that's still in him but right. he's just he's just more controlled right and I thought he did a more great, mature. Yeah, just, he did a great job, oh. like a really, really good job. Was, I just love seeing him. Yeah, back. it was so good to see him on screen, and and yeah, to have him back in a, in a film of this quality too, you know. And then Pacino, I think, definitely stole some scenes, and and that's what's so he was fun going about for it, man. that's what's so fun about this movie is like you have these just just masters of their craft, and everyone's playing off of each other so well. Like there's scenes where Pesci and uh, Pacino are kind of getting into it when the relationship between Hoffa and the mob kind of starts to fray. Right. And he's like, this is my union. And he's like, dude, you're, he's like, I don't think, he's like, but some people think you might be getting a little ungrateful. It's not me saying, like, it's not, but it's, some, not, it's some, not something I think. He's like, but some people thinking that you might be getting, it's like, and then Pacino's just plays it, plays it so red hot. He's like so fired up all the time. And he's like, you better not be coming wearing those fucking shorts again. You know, it's just like the whole He shows thing. up 15 minutes late. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. Wearing he, shorts? No. No, yeah. sir. <laughs> like there was, he had such a, a magnetic presence to it. Oh, yeah, man. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the performances throughout were Dude, like, even Ray Romano, because I've, I've never seen him. I saw him in a movie last year, The Big Sick. That was okay. It was pretty decent. Oh, that's a good but, one. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't really, really like seen him in much else other than Everybody Loves Raymond, so I'm expecting like the silly, funny oh, guy. Oh, he was great, too. But he he did a pretty strong performance. Dude, like, I, I loved his character. Yeah. I thought, and so the performance is great. Uh, I thought that the movie had a really like strong comedic element, too, in the same way that some of his other movies do, but it was just played a little bit more subtle yeah it was a little bit more subdued but it's still really kind of like it's the same sense of humor like the part for instance where frank shows up and the truck is now just empty like he's been doing all these favors for all his (laughs) new like mob buddies and all the stakes that he's a you know he's like a a driver in a union that delivers stakes and all the stakes have now been given out to his new mob buddies and so he shows up with the delivery to the meet people (laughs) and he's like frank what the what the fuck is this He's like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, I don't load the truck. I just drive the truck. He's like, you didn't know you were carrying a light horse? And he's, he's like, like, yeah, I, don't he's know. like I, I felt fine. <laughs> and like a lot of that to me was actually really funny. But I know that it, it's not as like uh, immediate a humor as something like Goodfellas where it's like yeah. there is like a real like comedic timing to it. Man, so... So everything's played a little bit more measured, a little yeah. bit more mature, a little bit more... Uh, Kind of almost not not cautious, but like just very uh, deliberate in in the way that it's paced. You know, it's like it's long. It's three and a half hours. But it is long. It and does I deliver. Think, I feel like we do need to touch on that because I feel like the biggest disservice to this movie is that it's a Netflix movie. 
because if I would have gone to the right. theater, so there was you a very limited the run in theater, right? right? It's already out of theaters and on Netflix. You saw it last week or week before? Yeah, I saw it at River Oaks, but that's in it Houston. It played at one theater right, in Houston. In Houston that's it played kind of in like, LA and it played in New York, but it was like a two week run. Uh, yeah, for a very, movie like this short. that has a lot of characters and a lot of like narrative dialogue, I, for me, like I need to see a movie like this in theaters. I don't need like my phone going off or like I you don't need to be fully one hundred percent invested. It. And to me, that was the biggest disservice to the movie. Is I that would agree with that. That I is kind of a shame. In the theaters, Martin Scorsese begged. He was like, "Please do not watch this movie on your phone." You know, he's like, "Just don't <laughs> watch this movie on your phone." And it's like, but even thinking about it, like watching it on a MacBook versus like. We have, you know, Dude, we're here I in the got studio. like a forty-five inch TV, and still, yeah. I'd rather see it. In like, big I screen. have like a, we have like a fifty-five inch TV here in the studio, and and I've watched it in here, but seeing it in the theater, it was a whole different experience, and uh, yeah, it feels a different way. When, yeah, when absolutely. you're sitting next to someone, and that you know, there's just a a response to what's happening on screen that's felt beyond just like you. It's like a shared experience. It's just something different to it. What do you think about the... Uh, it is better served that way, I think, this well, one particular any, almost, I, w- I would say 90% of, of movies are better viewed in But this in one the especially, but, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. What do you think about the digital de-aging? Yeah, so generally, I'm not a huge fan of CGI. I will say, at first, it jarred me just a little bit. Like, the very first shot, and it's the one that is most intense in the amount of de-aging right. that they used or not the Which, very first shot but the very first shot that they introduce of the effect it's like a 40 year difference because when De Niro's character is introduced in the beginning of the film he's in a nursing home he's the uh, current version of himself right. that's like, like in 80. his 80s or 90s so like then you see him and he's like 40 and it's so it's really kind of intense right off the jump and so for me that was the hardest part was just that very first introduction to it and then i got used to it after about maybe 10 minutes i feel like they did a pretty good job because they didn't they did move. as good as you could so, possibly do it looks it looks good don't get me wrong it but it does just, you can you can still tell you know they didn't obviously. do uh, sorry they didn't do the marvel thing where they like take sam jackson and make him 30 or take michael douglas and make him like 20 you know they didn't do that like he made he made him in his like mid fifties, which is like, you know, it's just kind of po- it's polishing up. It was more doable, right? Right. So, but it didn't look that bad. But there's something about the mouth that looked a little bit odd to me. But after a few scenes, I was fine with it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's like it they doesn't just brushed subtract up a little bit. And and Scorsese, because I read some interviews about uh, the kind of process before, and he was talking about the technology, and he basically said. To me, this is kind of the modern equivalent of like makeup and it's the kind of evolution of makeup. And now we have this technology where we can do something like this, like it, it works. And I think it, it did work in the same way that you kind of accept certain makeup driven effects. I accepted it pretty uh, well, pretty quickly. It, I think it actually does work when you're using one actor over like a 40 year span rather than. So something like Looper where they use like Bruce Willis as the old and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the young version and he's wearing like a prosthetic nose or something. Right. That works too, right. but yeah. you feel more with this character gradually aging and You're seeing with De Niro, De Niro from the like, whole time. It's not right. someone playing their best De Niro. Because there's some scenes that, wouldn't I have been the same. that I was like, man, is that any CGI or is that just regular right. Robert De Niro now? With some makeup. And then when he's older, it's like, okay, they his, they, his yeah. hair's white. Yeah, and yeah. that's obviously they used old 
I think they use makeup for I those scenes. I think that that I will say. I mean, that's a high mark in and of itself that it's hard to distinguish at times when the effect is on and when right. it's and it's not. So like I think that speaks to how well they did there. The one thing I will say my brother Philip made a good point about this was that uh the their mannerisms are different now like just their muscular like posture. Like the old man kind and of De Niro, posture. In one scene he he beats this guy up. And yeah, he that kind of looked a little frail at times versus well, like he's we've like, seen him. It's like a shop owner. He like roughs up. And when he's kicking this guy in the face, he has like an old man posture a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and his arms are kind of in. And we've he's, seen De Niro in his 50s, so we know what that looks like. You're going to give me like. the fucking money. You're right. going to give me the You know, like you, you, when in Goodfellas, when he's playing Jimmy Conway, like you wouldn't want to mess with that guy. You know what I mean? Or even. It's just, it, it, you could still tell that no matter what his face looked like, that that was the body of a man in his, like, 70s. Right, right. But it didn't, it doesn't subtract anything for me. I just thought it was a valid point. So in the interview I watched with Scorsese, he was telling Jimmy Fallon that they did, like, body doubles for Pacino, because Pacino's in his 70s now. Yeah. And so he's playing someone that's, like, 49. Right. And so it's the first scene that, that, that Scorsese's shooting with Al Pacino. He's never directed him before. And so... They're filming the scene where he's on TV and he's watching JFK win the election. And Pacino's all pissed off. You know, he has a <laughs> vendetta against the Kennedys. And so he, he rants it's a little so and good, he man. stands up from the couch. And Scorsese said, he's like, all right, good job, Al. But remember, you're 49. <laughs> and so he's like, we're going to film you standing up again. And they had a body double just for like those scenes where they're getting in and out really of chairs and stuff. stuff yeah. And so Pacino's like, okay, uh, I'll do it again. <laughs> and so he sits down. And like stands up again, and he's like, sixty-two. <laughs> like, you know, he's like he was going for it. He was trying, but you can tell yeah. in some scenes like he's a little hunched over and yeah. he's a little older. But it, it's it doesn't, a suspension it doesn't of disbelief. Take, yeah, it doesn't or, take know? anything away from the movie at all. For right. Me. The acting was the strongest part of this movie. I, I think, think the acting, the writing, and obviously the direction. Well, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can't. You can't deny that. The cinematography for me in this movie, it was so beautiful and it harkened back. It reminded me of times that like, have you ever seen Who's That Knocking at My Door? I haven't seen that one. I think that's his first movie, first or second. But like, it's it feels almost like a thesis statement for like a kid in film school or something like that. Feels like very artistic. Yeah. And to me, there was times like when, when the text was like I heard you paint houses yeah. and like in between there were shots of the road or like black and then it showed the the kind of division in the road the white lines like parting and like it just looked so like very artistic you yeah know? definitely I thought the whole thing was like really elegant and and just well edited and and despite the movie's obviously like super long run run time I didn't ever get up from my seat in the theater like I never had to use the restroom bad enough to be like, I'm going to take five minutes, you know, kind of. Well, it's so tense too. Like you don't know if you do get up, completely. like, are you going to miss, like, are you going to miss like a, every uh, moment felt, uh, like earned and like yeah. it was meant to be there. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie is like when Pacino's playing Hoffa and he's doing one of these rallies and he's like trying to get everybody pumped up. He's like, solidarity, <laughs> solidarity, <laughs> solidarity. And like, it was so funny because there were parts of his character that almost reminded me of like a Trump kind of a. Oh, I phenom- think you know? that was definitely. And, and uh, yeah. I think there's a lot there. Um, I loved this movie. I would give this movie five stars. I think it's the work of a 
of a an accomplished career it's like a standout work you know it's like a summary of like just a, a career in of just amazing quality you know by all parties involved like scorsese especially i think like it really felt like the culmination of all these different like kinds of movies that he's made and i love so many different kinds of movies of his like silence oh, or like yeah, to goodfellas or, or hugo and like or like his... who's that bringing out your dead like that nicolas cage kind of one off and he, he's done uh, or um just so many different kinds of movies you know uh and it felt like all that kind of informed this somehow and just made it like the you could just tell it's the work of a master it's someone who's been doing this for a long time and who's really studied you know everything there is that, to to study about their craft you know well and it just what felt like a real movie like i i feel like i haven't seen like a real movie that's like a modern classic that's going to be talked about for a long time and in in a while um for me i think the biggest the biggest detriment to my viewing experience is that I watched it at home and didn't yeah. see it in the theater. That sucks. It does. The, the runtime is a little long for something that you like watch on the couch. Yeah. Um, so for me to give a fair like rating to my viewing experience, yeah. I'd probably realistically have to put it more at like a four and a half. And I yeah. wish that I would have been seen able to see it, seen it at the th- like big screen because it does have really strong performances. And I love these actors. Yeah. I love Al Pacino, even Harvey Keitel's little yeah, everyone bits pops and up. like, uh, it was just, it, it was strong. Oh dude, that one, what's that comedian, Sebastian, whoever, the one that, that, uh, there's Stephen a whole... Graham is really good. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Jesse Plemons, uh, yeah, who was uh, in Breaking from Bad. From Breaking Bad, Todd. Uh, yeah, but so many, you know, everyone popped up. Like, yeah. And lots of people who have been in his films as minor characters also were there yeah, as minor characters. Yeah, also kind of showed up. See this movie. Um, Definitely an A, an A-plus movie. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. I think it's a shame that not everyone's going to get to see it in theaters, but at the very least... Watch it on Netflix. Yeah, throw that on the Netflix. Um, next up is Parasite. This is a Korean movie. Um, I'll kind of set this one up. This movie was wild. So Bong Joon-ho is the director. He also co-wrote this movie. And this is a perfect movie. I mean, this movie was so layered and dense and cinematically just gorgeous. The photography, like, and just the... It was funny, and it was, like, really um, visceral at times, and, like, uh, a thriller, too. And it it just, it was so good at so many different things that I have to give this movie five stars. Um, But, yeah, let me set this one up. So, I just gave away my review, and it's, like, it's, like, (laughs) the beginning. Um, This follows a family, an impoverished family basically living at like a subground level like a basement yeah in a uh in just a big city in korea is what it felt like right yeah and um they're basically struggling for every dollar that they bring in the house every meal every you know like beverage just washing their clothes like stuff that's so uh just seems like basic human rights they're like really having to fight for these things in the society that they're a part of or whatever and it also follows this wealthy family who um, the patriarch of this household is like super well off. Yeah. They're loaded. And so 
the son in the not so well offs family, his best friend kind of refers him for a job. He's like, I got to go go away to school or something. He's like, you can tutor this girl and you can, you know, kind of take over my gig. You know, y'all need the money. Right. Like, and that's kind of the setup of the movie is like this, this son of a very impoverished household becomes the tutor for a young lady in a very well-to-do household. Right. And over the course of the film, the impoverished household kind of works their way more and yeah, more into like the leech, lives leech their way into <laughs> like the wealthy family. Yeah. And this movie is hysterical, man. Like the writing in this movie, I laughed out loud so many times. I saw it twice in theaters. I loved this movie. What did you think? It's so at at times it's hysterical, but it's also like super unnerving. And there oh, was yeah. there was times when it's I was very turn, tense. like turning over to you, and I was like, "Man, this movie is like giving stressing me you out. <laughs> yeah, it's stressing me out. It's giving me like a panic attack because because <laughs> as the I guess as the poorer family gets more accustomed to like being a part of this rich family, you know, the rich family would go out of town and they start making themselves more very at home. comfortable yes yeah. extremely comfortable they work their way into their lives right they're like eating one their food by one. and drinking their alcohol and it's like oh man i know this is gonna end badly and i know that's some... the feeling the whole time but you're right. not sure when it's gonna come but it's so dialed in too like that's it's what's just so this creeping about. creeping suspense and uh i mean Obviously, you know, it gets to this pinnacle, right, of the movie, and it just goes so... The final act of this movie is I, just... I thought it was just It's not even off flawless. the rails, because it's very controlled, no. but it's just... it. Just, it's razor sharp. Right. It it's gets tense. In, It just gets insane. Yeah. Like, it, in the final act of this movie, the stakes are raised so high, and you really can just feel that there's this inevitability for for a kind of um, revenge for the for this impoverished family because they've just had to deal with so much and uh, kind of been dehumanized in a way. Oh, yeah. So and, and, and the way that they're talked to by the rich yeah. family, the way that they're, it's I guess, expected to carry out their jobs is like dehumanizing in a lot of ways. Well, especially the father, like particularly the, the father because the Mr. other- Kim. The son, he has it well. He's dating the girl, you know, eventually. Like, yeah. they form a relationship. He 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 works his way in very nicely. He kind of fits in. Then the daughter, he kind of brings the daughter. Well, I don't want to give everything away, but they kind of... She kind of schemes her way they in, They all too. work She's their way in pretty well enough. And then the father, he just he just doesn't fit into that world. And, and they can kind of... They make him feel that way. Right. And, and they maybe, talk about him like smelling like the yeah, subway or like yeah. like radishes and and it's so yeah it's so dehumanizing that eventually it's like something's got to give here where he's going to snap and he's going to respond and I think that's a lot w- about what the movie is really communicating is like it's about class and oh, it's yeah, about definitely. like class warfare and how you can kind of uh, succeed despite your circumstances or what you would have to compromise to potentially do that you know. And so I'm not, I'm Man, not super so good, familiar though. with so like good. Korean films. Like I've wa- I've seen like Old Boy and um, for sure I'm not an expert. The movie just blew me away. Right, I've seen maybe like four or five Korean films. So right. the every one that I've seen has been about revenge, and I don't know if that's like a super common theme with their movies or just I'm so sure it just, just so happens to be the ones yeah. i've seen yeah, i think have we just been don't like know. fucked up like the most fucked up movies that they've made old boy's incredible too though man. man that is a masterpiece but it is it's just insanity too <laughs> 
Um, but man, this movie, this movie really impressed me. Yeah, like, what did you like about it? What were some things that stuck out, like, when when you were watching it that you were like, that was good? Well, just all the twists and turns, because you really don't know what to expect. And there's some things that are set up that they kind of briefly talk about, like the the young boy kind of has some childhood trauma, and you're... It, it the way that it's oh explained my God. is kind of the way they of, introduce that into the film and then when it actually shows you where his trauma comes right. from the way that it's <sighs> explained is kind of almost in like an offhand conversation and then it kind of as things get revealed and as you start like peeling away at the layers of this movie cuz the well off family they don't have it perfect either right like they have some issues as well yeah and it's i mean it has it plays a lot on like the family dynamics yeah. too because if you notice, like, both families are the same number of people, and it's the same breakup, right? So it's a mom and dad, a uh, f- uh, son and a daughter, and then right. a poor mom and dad and son and daughter, right? right? They reflect so it's almost, each other, it's almost yeah. like an inverse of right. the same thing. But just the way that it's treated, that the way that they're treated and the way that, I guess, they play on on like societal expectations and stuff right. is just complete couldn't be more different right it, it's masterful like the way that and i'm so i think i the impression i got is that the filmmaker who made this has done some other great stuff like i'm just seeing like oh he did that mother movie and it shows you know 99 96 95 right oh he did snow huh I mean, he was involved some way, yeah? Either a director or producer. That or... one's pretty good. So, I had heard his name, and so I was I was kind of uh, under the impression that this movie was going to be of high, like a high quality, but it impressed me, and it really... Uh, this is my favorite movie of the whole year, man. I think it's going to be a I best picture I think this, for contender. me, is the best picture of 2019, and I say that after just having given five stars to The Irishman, and like that, to me, is a contender as well. And I do feel like it's a, a work of like an accomplished career, but this movie to me is so timely. Like the theme is so present right now. Like it's yeah. so vital that it's like undeniable, you know? And it doesn't matter that it's in Korean. It could be in French. It could be in uh, Spanish. It could be, it, it's such a universal concept. Yeah. Of, And it's so uh, our present reality that I, I have to get this movie five stars. You have to see this movie. This to me is the best movie uh, of the year. I would agree. I think this is the only five-star review I've given out this year. Uh, the cinematography oh, of the rare, this movie. The rare five from Sean. I don't give them out that often, but the cinematography this of this movie is perfect, yeah, right? The editing's perfect. Uh, even, like, the sound design and, and, like, the, like, heavy string kind of music that's kind of played throughout the movie. Everything uh, about this movie. I had never seen any of these actors and anything else. I'm not super familiar with, with uh, Korean cinematography, but it really impressed me. Mm-hmm. I had no expectations. I didn't really know anything about it. I had no expectations it, either. But I, I couldn't, even when I was halfway through the movie, I was just like, what in the fuck right. is going to happen? Like, but in the best way possible. Right. Not like, like what is going on. You're just like, what is going on? I knew. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's like, a, it just. What it, is going Yeah. On. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was knew, so I knew it in was going to get to like a point where something had to give, but right. I was not expecting that. Right, and I think, and it really takes it there. I think any, I, th- I think in the end, the audience dude, for the this ending. movie, right, right, and that's what I'm saying. I think someone that's not even into like foreign movies or into like, you know, a lot of people don't like to read subtitles while you watch a movie. I get that, but if you just want to watch some crazy shit. 
That, and just a perfect movie. Like if you want to be entertained, if you want to yeah. be on the edge of your seat, if you want to laugh, like if you want to be horrified, yeah. there's there's all that in this movie. Yeah, you know? I, I definitely recommend it. I think it's a five-star movie. Yeah, I love this one. Um, all right, so we're, we're coming right along. Uh, <laughs> we, we just saw Queen and Slim. Right, a little bit different than uh, Parasite. <laughs> well, actually, you know what I, what I will say about uh, both of these movies is that they're very timely, like that the themes are very current and very, like, um, they're important. And they yeah. need to be they need to be shown on screen, and so I can appreciate that about this movie, uh, kind of from the jump. But then at the same time, I think this movie had a lot of flaws. That's just my and maybe this movie's just not made with m- like me as the target audience in mind. I definitely was like excited to see this movie, but I feel like the narrative bit of the movie kind of like is a little messy. Yeah, but why don't you set this one up? Okay. Uh, so Queen and Slim opens up with a couple that's on like a first date. Um, they get pulled over. Daniel Kaluuya, who's been in uh, Get Out, in Get Out. Yeah, he's, he's in, in Black Mirror. Black... He was in. Uh, he was in Black Panther. Black too, Panther wasn't he? and Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He's a great actor. Dude, this guy's so good. I actually love him. As I do too. He's got a good screen presence. But um, so they're on a day. They get pulled over by a cop and some shitty town in kentucky or something like that they're from kentucky right yeah and um uh, things go bad basically uh his the cop escalates his girlfriend the situation is is or his is his date mouthing off a little bit and a cop pulls out a gun and shoots her he wrestles with the cop grabs a gun and shoots the cop in self-defense they kind of that's the freak setup. out and are on the run and That's basically the right from that point on there's a manhunt there's like a nationwide manhunt for this couple so things i like about it i'll start there like i love the concept i love the idea i think the movie is obviously inspired by bonnie and clyde there's no question like that's just yeah definitely you know that's just like it's like a modern day yeah and i love the idea of like a black bonnie and clyde and i love the idea of uh daniel kaluuya's character standing up for himself and defending himself in this situation where the cop is completely in the wrong. It's right. it's absolutely self-defense. And he does what any sane person would, would do, which is protect your, like, woman and yourself. And I liked the idea of, like, how would uh, the community that these people belong to receive respond. them or respond to something like this happening and I loved the idea that they would be embraced by like their community, and that's that's I don't want to get I don't want to give too much away, but I liked that idea about the movie a lot. I feel like the cinematography and the direction it looked amazing. Yeah, and all the shots Those were where they're like really driving across country. As well. All the wide shots are really well Cinematic. done. Cinematic. Even the editing is pretty solid in this. The all the uh, music's pretty pretty good. All those choices are strong. Yeah. It had a strong aesthetic. Right. Really strong aesthetic. And it was you're, very... You're definitely a narrative guy. Yeah. I, I know that about you. Yeah. And I, I know that... I think that, that's fair. I know that uh, that's probably the weakest point of this movie, too. Because once you kind of peel the aesthetics back and, like, you know, the the 
like dirty south music and and stuff like that once the you, stylized part once of the movie get, is so strong but once you pull that away right once you get past that layer if you're looking at a screenplay or a story like it doesn't really make sense in a lot it's of ways. not grounded in reality right yeah. it doesn't every decision that these characters make are it's completely opposite decisions that i would make if <laughs> yeah. i was on the run right if you're well let's talk about it so Okay, maybe we'll say spoiler alert because I really I want to get into some of this stuff because okay. I'm curious to what other people think as well. Yeah, and if there's anyone who has comments, you know, reach us on uh, Instagram or whatever. But like <laughs> at movie night with John and Sean. Yeah. So like, well, maybe. Fuck. Should I give it away? Give it away now. All right. So the the female lead in this movie, played by Joni Turner, Jody Turner Smith. She plays queen. She's a and lawyer. She was pretty good. No, she she was excellent. The, the acting throughout was really strong, but she plays a lawyer, right? Yeah. They get pulled over, and so she starts basically... She's she's upset from the beginning because they weren't doing anything wrong. They didn't do anything illegal. They haven't been drinking. They haven't like right. He done doesn't. Anything. He doesn't drink. He and doesn't so have weapons. He's like, in the why car. are you? Pu-? She's like, why are you pulling us over? And she's very informed because she knows her rights. And so she's like, this is all bullshit. Like you really don't have anything. Like why are you even bothering us? And so she's frustrated from the beginning, and that uh, kind of raises the stakes. And the cop eventually. I mean. It, it's revealed later that he's already done this kind of thing before he has like, right. a problem with this kind of thing and so he shoots her she's a lawyer he shoots her then uh slim responds and he's being basically like he's beaten. Fight- he's yeah. being beaten by this cop and the cop is has already proven that he'll, he'll kill he already shot uh, queen. Right. So he basically grabs the gun as quickly as he can, and he blasts the cop as he's charging at him to like hurt him again. In self defense. In self defense. She's a lawyer. This is on. She dash just cam. was going over their rights. Mm-hmm. Like, then it's revealed that her character, and you, you, you pointed this out in it, but it's the most amazing point. Like, her character defended another character in this movie earlier for murder. Right. And got them off. In when that circumstances, person, when that person was guilty of murder and wasn't self defense, yeah. so it's like this is a winnable case. There's a dash oh, cam. Oh yeah, definitely. This so, cop is has already done this kind of thing before, and you don't know that at the time. Right. But he's but definitely sh- acting not in self defense, and that's very evident on the camera because all Queen was doing was basically expressing her rights right. you as don't a have lawyer to represent. Us. We're not drunk. Yeah. We have no weapons. You have no have right no dr- to do right. what you're doing right now. And then he shoots her. And so it's like, you have a case. Not only can is that a winnable case, but like you could make a million dollars off a case like that. Oh, yeah. So it's like the idea just right off the bat that she's the one who's going to grab the gun and be like, we got to get out of here. It's like, okay, yeah. that, I guess we're just breaking from reality right at the top, which could be a good thing. But then over the course of the movie which I felt the editing to be a little bit kind of like, it was very consistent throughout. It'd be like music video moment, then like really wide, quiet, wide poetic shot. moment. Yeah, wide shot on the road with wherever they are. Then like and... the next cops finding them, then they have to leave. Like it was like the same kind of cycle throughout the movie. Yeah. And which is cool. I mean, it could, but it, eventually it just got to a point where it was so, it was just element after element of the story that became harder and harder to believe. 
So I think we touched on this a few episodes ago, but did you see that Robert Pattinson movie, Good Time, where he's like the bank robber? I did. And he's on the run. I like that one. He does a lot. So in a similar way, you're with this character and you're like, man, everything he's doing is wrong. I would not do those things. But you know from the get-go he's a piece of shit and he's not that smart. And like, so he's doing things within his character of like making wrong decisions based on like who there he is, is life as a experience. person. Right. This is an educated lawyer, right? Who's and an excellent her, lawyer on her own. She says right. that herself. She says, I'm an excellent lawyer. Right. And uh, a guy that she's on a date with who, you know, things are going all right with. It, they're smarter. They should be making educated decisions and educated choice. They should be like, okay, you just if shot a, you just shot a cop in, in self defense. I'm gonna call my lawyer. my firm. My my yeah. team of lawyers is coming up here. We're gonna stand up with our hands up. The cops are coming, and we can defend all this. They're gonna arrest us, right? Right. right. They are going to. Right. We're gonna be put in jail. All my lawyer don't friends talk to are anyone. gonna. Don't say a fucking word. Right. All my lawyer friends are coming up here. We're right. going to fight this. And then the rest of the movie is a legal battle, which could be interesting. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's in well, reality, not that at all. that's how that would have gone. This is like, like you said, uh, I think you said a few times in the movie, like, this is like a music video. Like, yeah. in, a, in a sense, it is, because it's just like... It's very stylized. We're going here. We're going to New Orleans. We're going yeah. through Alabama and It's Miami a tour and of the South, and I really did love that. I thought it was, it was done beautifully. Like, the photography is was gorgeous throughout the color palette and both of the principal characters the acting is really strong and their chemistry is undeniable and there is that was like some of the strongest there is something like kind of sexy about the movie and it does kind of make you feel a a a certain like rebellious kind of attitude which is i think what they're going for you know yeah so it's effective in a lot of ways but i just feel like those like for instance We've already gone past the spoiler alert. There's a boy that they meet uh, while they're getting their car fixed. He's the mechanic's son. He's the mechanic's son, and they basically the mechanic offers his son as collateral to basically say like, "Don't we? I won't take your car. You can go hang out with my son for a bit." Yeah. So anyway, they're hanging out. He recognizes them. He knows who they are, but he's still willing to help them out, even though he doesn't agree with what they did. Right. So he's hanging out with. Queen and Slim, the boy, and he is inspired, and he's basically like, I can't believe y'all are here. Like, we're going to go to a ra- uh, rally tomorrow. Yeah, about y'all. Like, and everyone's, you know, behind y'all, and, like, you were justified in what you did. You guys are going to be, like, heroes, you know? Right. He's basically, tell you know, telling them that. And then so he goes to the rally the next day. He shoots a cop in the face, but not just a, a cop. Like, the the cop earlier in the film was a white cop. Yeah, and he was like this country bumpkin piece of shit, like small town cop. This cop that he kills is a black cop. And the cop is actually being very like open and transparent with him. And he's like, dude, look, I'm just doing my job. You yep. guys aren't supposed to be out here please right now. Please go home. You, you, please you please yeah. go home. And the he's kid like just begging this pulls kid. a gun. And then the cop's like, what are you doing? He's like, don't, you know, you don't have to do anything. And then the kid shoots him in the face and murders him, kills him right there. And then the kid gets killed. And. None of that, after it happens, it it's, like, so kind of briefly, like, oh, like, you guys inspired this kid to, like, kill someone. But it was one of those now elements of the story that I expected to add up to more. Or, like, it was, like, really, like, what is that trying to say? Like, so this inspired violence 
from this kid, but the kid was just introduced. It was like such a brief kind of relationship that yeah. I don't really understand the context of like some of what are really heavy kind of uh, I think it's just- thematic thematically i think they're trying to say something i just don't i, I couldn't i couldn't follow some of that stuff honestly or, or it didn't land i for think me that's just whatever. poor writing because in the script they would need the cops to show up at the final scene and so they need some sort of catalyst for now they know you're here here's a thing you did that makes the cops even more mad now they have to show up here because you inspired a kid to shoot a but cop. they didn't even really and get like, into that that's kind of my point is that like yeah I, they i'm assuming that that was the idea that was behind the it right, but right. i just don't think that's it was good, fleshed out right right i didn't so, i didn't get that from the way that it was treated in the story it was like right. oh you guys inspired that kid to kill that cop it, but it wasn't like you guys don't understand you're fucking everywhere right now like you you guys not only killed a cop, now there's a kid who killed a cop because of you. Right. And w- this shit's out of control. Like, there's going to be cops everywhere. You're never going to... It didn't... It didn't... Uh, it, yeah. It didn't develop it like that. Even just that little bit. So I just was kind of left... And that's just one example of a number of different situations that they kind of arise in that, that you're like, like, why are you hanging your head out of the window like driving down a road to where if like someone pulls you over like the very first thing is like you know what i mean you're on a yeah. manhunt you're like you're going dancing in a club like so every, <laughs> like well, just in public that's, that's what i meant whenever some of it earlier. is so fantastical that it was hard for me to kind of like contextualize and try to cuz the themes are so weighted and the subject matter is so important that it's like i'm trying to like contextualize some of the things they're doing with like what's going on in the actual narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and you're going dancing point, in a club after you just accidentally killed this cop who now, you know, you're on the run, f- you know, f- for, right. <laughs> so I would compare it to movies almost like, like I think we were talking about earlier. I would compare it to like true romance. True romance is a little bit better of a movie, but like See, I'm not seeing basically that. in that one, like Patricia Arquette, and um and uh slater are like dating she's a hooker he finds out and he like kills her pimp they're on the run because they just murdered someone right this is in the first act so it doesn't, right uh, similar right they're on the run and it's fantastical quentin tarantino wrote the script so of course it's stylized of Goes course the they're going to end up in la and it's got this big ending right. right but that one you kind of know from the get-go that's what this is right the tone this one was that, a little bit confusing to me. Right, because there's some parts where it's like, they're just living their lives. They're This dude just jumped a fence. He's trespassing because he wanted to ride a horse. Some of it's kind of lighthearted. Like, why and then the some of fuck it's would so... you do that if there's a nationwide manhunt for you? <laughs> right. And like any second, the cops could pull up on you. Or <laughs> not even, not even just would... that, but like trespassing in the South. Right. People can just shoot you on their yeah. property. They're, it's like not only are the cops after you, but this guy that owns these horses could kill you. But like, I th- and I think a lot of that is is there for a reason, but it it's is. just not it's not um it didn't uh the context wasn't there enough for me to really know that that's what was I was meant for me to be kind of picking up on. It was like, yeah, that's definitely present, but like some of the tone wise, the way that it was executed just made the feeling of it a little bit confusing for me. Well, yeah. The last thing I'll say is like the end of this movie to me is so unrealistic. Like I just don't really understand what it's saying in the end, because if there one, if his self-defense and his protection of queen 
warranted this, this young boy. Thing. But not only that, but this young boy who they influenced, he kills this cop. Mm-hmm. Not in self-defense because he was inspired so much by what they did. Which was self-defense. Now you're, which was self-defense. Now you're telling me in the end when they're just literally murdered in cold blood, all that British. happens is they made some murals and like t-shirts and stuff like I don't in the reality of this movie just them defending themselves and killing the cop which is totally warranted inspires this young boy to kill a cop <laughs> now you're telling me in the end when they get killed <laughs> in cold blood gun down there wouldn't be a response there would be a hu- there would be a nationwide response it'd be a fucking civil war you know like yeah. it would be it would be a real standoff between like you have to confront the realities of what you're doing to our community you know like that's just what would happen in this reality and it didn't happen in the end and i was just like i don't know what they're trying to tell me well do you know what i'm saying some of that is continuity errors and some of it is writing kind of errors i would say and obviously neither one of us went to film school we don't write movies we're just saying what if i was writing the movie you know i would if they had a riot to support these people in the middle of the film already at the, the end, end of the film fucking... like they would be flipping cop cars yeah. over and throwing molotovs yeah. and burning down police that i mean it would be it's fuck la chaos. in the 90s riots right times and it's a all thousand. over the country yeah that's what would happen the the i don't know like what because we're, that's what the we're reality that they've built in the movie and right. that's cool it's like i accept that and i i'm into the the concept but like when it doesn't when the the kind of physics of the reality that they've set up in the end it kind of just does something different it's like oh gravity doesn't exist you can just kind of like do that and it's like you know what i mean it's like i I don't understand exactly the world that this is taking place well and that's that's why this movie is style over substance in that aspect it looks great right all the shots are really strong the acting even is strong is, the is relationship excellent. between queen and slim you know it starts off they don't really know each other right they're kind of they like did, they did a they're kind a of really standoffish at beginning at the beginning she he's getting on her nerves she doesn't really right. like him they're they even say they at a challenge point, each like, other i wouldn't go on a second date with you and like and they and, do and right they have and a chemistry that's, that's it grows and it's believable and yeah. I think those two I actors do have chemistry, right? And I, I, I liked that aspect of it. I thought the acting was strong, the cinematography was strong, the score or the music yeah, selection was strong. I think you're right in that. My initial read, but it's so like grandiose Hollywood that like you have to take reality out of it because yeah. it just makes it no make sense if sense you put one movie. grain of like thought into it like this girl's a lawyer she went to law school (laughs) yeah she just got (laughs) shot by some dickhead cop in like some idiot town like obviously this is like the first 10 minutes of the movie like uh, the story's over there like are you fucking you just shot me i'm a lawyer my boss who owns the firm is on the way up here like all the lawyers are coming up here what i will say is that like i get that she was afraid that the cop was just fucking crazy and he's just gonna kill uh, Slim's character. Right. I get that. So I understand that element of it, but but yeah, there is something fantastical about the way that the the story kind of unfolds because yeah. there's just so many situations that they're that, driving like a baby blue pimp pimp sedan <laughs> with rims like through the south. They're trying to lay low. There's a manhunt yeah. for these people, and she's wearing a literally car. a hooker's outfit, and he's wearing like like a little like track a jogging, suit. yeah, like and a- they're like cruising like. Yeah. Bumping Mike Jones. <laughs> Slow riding at one point. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I mean, so if I was going to give... Is, it's definitely better than give, it is bad. I right. think I, my initial response was a little too harsh. I think my ex- expectations for this movie were also very high. So I'll, I'll preface my review with that. But yeah, what would you give this? Um, I would give it a solid three. And I would almost put it... Maybe three and a half. A, yeah, I would probably put it at a three and a half. Because yeah. it is more good than bad. Yeah, I think you're right. You just have to take a step back and know that you're watching a movie. And sometimes yeah. movies are more style over substance. The style was strong. The substance was not as strong. Right. That's that. Sometimes that happens, you yeah. know? I think that's actually... I think you're right on the money there. Like, as we talked about it more, at first I was really frustrated with the storyline, but the performances were so good. Yeah. Uh, it's believable. Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith, like, they're... Their relationship in the movie and just the way that they acted with each other scene to scene, it felt like very suited for a play to me. Yeah. And so there were part there was part of it that was kind of poetic, which I liked, but then part of it was so like flashy and kind of like a music video that some of those other bits didn't land as hard for me. But like they really did their thing. There's no questioning that. Even the um the kind of fill-in cast of Flea. the additional characters. <laughs> Flea shows up. Flea was here. Chloe Sauvigny shows up. Uh, and they did a good job as well. Yeah. So it's like there were definitely strong elements to it. It's beautifully shot. I think it's too long for me, um, but it's better Longer than it than is Longer than The bad. Irishman? <laughs> no, but it felt, it felt different. <laughs> Yeah, hour, no, I it know was an you... hour shorter, well, but it felt very long-winded to me for yeah. for the kind of uh, experience that I got out of it. So I would say three to three and a half. I think that's right on the money. I might actually even see this again because I do feel like there's a lot there. I just don't know that I unpacked it on the first go round, and, well, and maybe we, it just didn't we land literally for me. just saw this. So yeah, we just got out of the theater. But the story definitely there's there's some flaws there. Like, like just <laughs> just with the way that some of that played out, I was like, I'm not sure. You know, I, I it's hard yeah. to believe, but it was good. So what we didn't have time for this episode was the fanatic, the Fred Durst, Fred Durst film Opus, but. I think uh, next time With we can John dive into Travolta it, right? doing some of his best Nicolas Cage. I want <laughs> I want to really dive into it. So I think next episode we're going to do that and Knives Out. For now, yeah. Yeah. For now, guys, just go check out The Fanatic on uh, <laughs> on uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It's free right now. And The Irishman, which is also free Streaming on, on Netflix. Netflix. Netflix did Roma last year, which got Best Picture, so they could possibly get best picture two they years could. in they a row. They absolutely could. And shake the movie industry to its core. Yeah, exactly. It could happen. And then absolutely go see Parasite. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Perfect movie. Um, couple of five-star movies tonight. Uh, or at least four and a half. And then, um, yeah, Queen and Slim. This one was good. Not great. That's for me. That's just my take. That's, my, <laughs> that's the hottest of takes, too. We just got out of the theater, but it didn't, it didn't land all the way for me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, y'all get out there, go to the movies. This is John. And this is Sean. This is Movie Night with John John and Sean. Sean.